Hi, my name is Sarah Bentley Pearson, and I am excited to share my podcast, which features wonderful talent that I've been so lucky to discover in the Southeast. This was born out of a list that I created in 2015 called Sarah's List, and through my work in real estate, which I've been doing since 2005, and styling work, and just my personal life and my personal interests, I've been able to meet so many wonderful people, and I'm excited to share them with you. So check Eddie out. He makes these amazing books, and I thought he would be an interesting guest because it's a really unique business, and the idea of libraries is sort of non-existent now because everybody puts things on their tablet and they are so beautiful and decorative and I love what he's done with the industry. I met him initially uh, when he sold antique books to designers to build libraries but he's created this whole other genre of books and the casing and how they look on the shelf so check him out. Eddie the book guy the book guy from Scott's Antique Market. That's how I first discovered you. Is now that right? I, that's what that now you're like such a big oh, deal. Oh, that's right. But this you was did. like maybe 15 years ago. Easily. Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. And um, so I didn't even really realize that you were really interested in antiques per se. I mean, I know that you did the books, but you know, my father was an antique dealer. So I think that's interesting. So you went into it collecting old books for, to sell for people to build libraries. Is that really how it started? Well, not exactly. So I had come out of a, um, I I was in the home furnishings industry Mm -hmm. and I had a, it was a really great way to launch me into the next phase of my life. Mm -hmm. I was there for easily a, a decade I started young. I was working for my dad when I was like 17. He was a sales rep and he sold like luxury lighting and and wall decor and and furniture. And it was, um, I had a lot of fun and I was around a lot of wonderful people that sort of mentored me uh, in the industry. I mean, some of it knowingly, some of it unknowingly, you know, how you kind of when you're in something, you find the parts you identify with and you latch on to those. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of had a, even when I was in college, I was, I would take some, some of the models that we would use in, 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 in the group projects were things that I was interested in doing later life, later in life, which was uh, importing is what I really wanted to do. But <clears throat> some things happened. I realized I wasn't in control of my own destiny as a commission salesperson that that business grew my dad and I became partners and I became disenfranchised with it and I'm like I was blowing in the wind for only about two months and ended up finding somebody to share a container with uh, from Europe and I bought a lot of things it was not just books it was furniture accessories all kinds of things and did you have a showroom to how did you at the time I didn't this was we're talking about um around 98 mm-hmm. and uh and and it was um it was working I, I was i didn't have a lot of capital to start it up i was kind of working my way in i even had a warehouse in europe that i kept things in until i got enough stuff so i would sometimes air freight some things back the books back and they would pay 
for the rest of my venture. Mm. And, 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 and when, um, when I got enough inventory, I started, I shared some space with uh, a friend of mine that had antiques on Amsterdam. We had a big space in there, but I was concentrating more on the mid-century modern. We called it, we actually called it my century modern because it was um, really, I, I, I focused on the 20s through the 70s. So it was like that span and, and, and it was a lot of fun. And the books kind of financed it. See, the books were an easy de- the books were an easy decision for people to make. You don't have to measure a book to see if it or, or complain about the fabric like you do a sofa right. to fit it into a space. Mm-hmm. You're like, I need these. And, but um, but it was the interior designers would would just back then it was like a frenzy. You know, 20, 25 years ago is what we're talking about now. And at Scotts, it was nuts. I mean, people would come in ripping open boxes, fighting over stuff. Right. I think I got some orange ones that looked sort of Hermes orange from yeah. you. And um, I, my sister, Caroline, who's an interior designer, turned me on to you. And, um, you know, it's interesting, too, growing up in the Northeast, uh, my parents had a lot of books in the house. And we had, you know, libraries. And most of my friends' parents were sort of intellectuals. So anybody with means who had hired an interior designer, they were br- trying to bring history into the home, which your books kind of cultivated right. and really created, um, you know, because it's like art and things like that. I mean, it, there are so many beautiful homes in Atlanta and we have such great interior designers, but, you know, a house without any books or art is kind of a sad place. Right. So... But now, you know, you do, you've taken uh, the books to a whole different level of doing really pretty decorative books. Well, it's, it's interesting that that trajectory. So um, kind of when I, when I started, I really wanted to, I, I really enjoyed focusing on what you're talking about, like historical and, and, and real content and, and carefully curated libraries. I wanted to be an antiquarian book dealer. And I and it just so happened that I had a number of really good clients, one after another, that let me build a library for them. They gave me their the subject matter that they were interested in, and I would source these things from England and the U.S. and I would put it together. And there was a, um, in fact, one of the guys I worked with, he was in Elon, North Carolina fantastic taste this guy had and he loved everything that that he had a beautiful home and it was I visited his home first to really get the vibe even he had a beautiful mezzanine that was all library Mm. and we put that thing together together Mm -hmm. and it was um it was a, a masterpiece at the end and he didn't really say no to anything as long as it was in his wheelhouse and he was I don't know exactly what he did. He was one of those people that referred to himself as a consultant, you know, so we never <laughs> know what they are. So when, it, but he, he phoned me, like, I don't know, it was a few months after we finished the project and he had had some kind of an event at his house. And he said that at the, at the time, uh, Senator John Glenn was there mm. and he said, he, he just gave, really, he, he and I put it together. So it was a nice compliment to the both of us. So he was like, Senator Glenn spent his entire time in this library just going from one end to the other, uh, flipping through the, the collection. And I thought that was just a neat 
kind of uh, exclamation point on the project. But well, and you're kind of a renaissance man. I mean, you know, I always find it interesting to to meet a straight man who has interest in the arts and doing something kind of really special and niche like this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you know if you have competition, but do you have competition? Um, I mean, in in the sort of decorative book world, it's, um, I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've created some competition just because it, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a really pretty idea, but I don't think anybody does it quite like we do. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, so when you say, when you, when you say competition, um, yes, there are other people doing decorative books out there, mm -hmm. but I think that is in, in terms of the quality, I don't think there's anybody that is really matching it. So, so we like, I'll, I'll go over some of our process in a little bit, but it's like some people that make these, they just put a, they just print a dust jacket and wrap it around there. Ours is, ours is an irreversible process. And it's, uh, you know, we actually glue everything. We take, we take the piece apart and then we put, we add the new materials and we glue it back together. It's irreversible. And this is how it sits. It looks like. And are you taking books that, that are, are, have already been made and published and, you know, recycling, so to speak? Yeah, see, I am a, um, I'm, I'm not the biggest proponent of consumerism, but, um, you know, in, in, in the way that it, it consumerism leads to things being used and thrown away in a lot of cases. Like right. the U.S. is the is oh, one of horrible. the worst countries where that's concerned. But I don't lead with this ever. But um, I will say that, you know, everything that we make, 99% um, of what we make is from pieces that would either be in a landfill or a pulp mill. And pulp mills are not good for the environment. And, and we, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not like saying I'm, I'm rescuing these from contaminating the world, <laughs> filling it up with more garbage. Because who knows? At the end of their life cycle, they're probably going to end up there anyway. But I'd like, I like to make something that's at least nice enough quality that somebody might hold on to for generations. We'll see. You know, it, it is. It, it, it. What's funny is some of the early ones that I used to make have started showing up at, at what you, at the Scott Antique Market. So, so, so they, you, you know you've made it when your stuff turns up vintage at an antique You market. know you're getting old, too. <laughs> you know, it, and I did know you had a good eye when, um, you know, the story of my tattoo is um, on my wrist is for my son, Pearson Powell, but it originated uh, my grandfather in some capacity i don't know what it is because my father is a real storyteller so you know he could have been the bellman or he could have been the an innovator of of the plaza but it was uh the front p and the back p stood for pops plaza and there were you found a little plate which he never gave to me because i think it broke or fell out yeah. of your car but i i loved that you knew that and that you understood where I was coming from because you and I both have a little bit of that interest in history and mm -hmm. um, interest in things that are good and real and quality. And I think your books, your, your books really scream that I see it in all, a lot of the homes that I go into. And who, who was one of the big designers that really started working with your books and 
I did meet you at Suzanne Castler's one night. Yeah, that was, I think it must have been 10 or, 10 or 11 years ago, I think. At least. No, 12, I think. Yeah. I, I had not had, Pearson Edie was wasn't born yet. Yeah. I had one child and, and um, we had another one on the way. So it was like, um, yeah, it was at least 12 years ago. So, but Suzanne has been buying from me since the beginning. Like, uh, I remember she used to come to my old warehouse that was in the basement of this building and I had the whole basement. It was low ceilings and kind of dark. And, and, and uh, I think she told her husband about it. And I, and then I think the third time she came, he started coming with her because he was like, I got to at least see what this, he came one time because she's, I think she described it. No, I go into this cave and buy books. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it used to be like. But back then she used to come and pick stuff out, but now I know what she wants. And when they want, they just, she's like, give me 10 boxes of books and I just take them over. Yeah. Are you, do you consider yourself sort of a regional business or an international business? I mean, all uh, over the world, all actually, over the world yeah. now. Yeah. It has been for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. And is it, uh, Typically, is it stores or is it interior designers that really built your business and the bulk um, of your business? I think um, it's it. I mean, I don't have like a, I don't have a, per, I don't have it broken down by percentage, but mm -hmm. definitely interior designers uh, do drive a large portion of it. Um, also, design showrooms and they cater to interior designers, mm -hmm. and so that's 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 the top tier. And then you would have like, uh, uh, like larger retailers and like individual stores and then some gift stores and then uh, uh, online retailers. So you started with the, with the <clears throat> antique books and building libraries, so to speak. And now you're doing custom books. Um, tell us about what you see is sort of happening in the interior design world in terms of, are these, um, are people still building libraries per se, or are they just like, a little like in my house, I don't have a room just full of books, but there's like some books and then there's some right. tchotchke mixed in and, you know, we're doing bookshelves. Well, I mean, the idea, I mean, people do style bookshelves or uh, the, the decorative books, honest, they're not for a library. You know, that's, I mean, it's, it's more to style an area to give it some interest. I like, even though I have a real mix of things on the table here, I, I think it's, um, <clears throat> I think it's good to, you sort of just pepper it in here and there as it, it's, it's takes up a little bit of space, but it's not the focal point. You know, you're like, when you're looking at the whole thing, you see the whole thing as beautiful. It's like when you're looking at a, a piece of art, you're not like, I like that bit of red in there. You know, you're looking at the whole thing as a beautiful statement. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that these really add to a space as part of the entire beautiful statement. And people that are talented in putting in curating areas are, are really good at using my product line because it, and, and I, I make it really kind of fashion forward. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it, it's, my, when I set out doing this, it was I wanted to create a line of, 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 of decorative books that had something for everybody, you know, like, and, and that's, I feel like I've done that, mm -hmm. but it's, but it, it's, um, they're so interesting. And at the same time, they're not like screaming at you. You're like, they're, they're, there's a, there's a classic kind of a quality about them. And that's what I like. About I think so. And you know, when I have been now doing these podcasts for uh, over a year and inter you know, interviewing a lot of uh, artistic decorative people, like decorative people, that's not really what I should say, but like 
architects, um, landscape architects, interior designers, and you know, all these talented people. And it was interesting for me to read that you had lived in Europe during your college years. And, and for you, you know, I love for people to hear about what that experience did for you, you know, growing up in the United States and then going to Europe, what sparked that, that artistic side of you? Was your dad a tastemaker? No. No. no, he was a. Um, he was a salesman. He was definitely a salesman. Okay, that was pretty much it. Because I don't really consider you a salesman, right. even though you sell. Yeah, but my my uh, one of my best friends when I was at one of the markets in here in Atlanta, she was there, and she's a great observer and listener, you know. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I never even knew this about myself. She was she she watched me, and later on that night, she says it's very interesting to watch you work with customers. And I'm like, why? And she said, you don't sell anybody. You get excited about it and they can't help but want it. <laughs> right, like, right, right. And I didn't realize that about myself at the time, but it was true. Like, especially when I first started doing the book binding, like um, <clears throat> that interior designers really fueled this, uh, this idea. So, I mean, I told you, I wanted to be like this antiquarian book dealer, but I ran out of collectors. So then I started selling the kind of selling in mass in, in, in larger quantities the stuff that you used to get from me at Scotts, which is the European bindings, right? Um, and and that was um, and, and that was a huge success because they were a third of the price of the English ones. They still looked like them, and people could use them in a space and make it look cool mm -hmm. and live and, and warm and, and collected. It kind of collected, yeah. yeah. If, if they're talented, yeah, yeah. they're really good. Yeah. most of them, my my customers are. Extremely talented, and I've seen some of their work, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love watching the final project. But what happened was that it was like like 15 years ago, there were these 15, 16 years ago, there were these vellum books that were very popular. Do you remember them? No. Everyone was buying old vellum. I don't think I really know what vellum is. It's because one of the people that was buying up all of them was who? Uh, what is her name? She has, she had the book signing that that. Melanie Turner. No, she had the book signing at, uh, at at Suzanne's twelve years ago. I'm trying to remember her name right now, but um, Velvet and Linen was the name of her podcast or name of her uh, name of her uh, blog. But that was where we that that was where we hung out at that party that one time. Um, but she was buying up all of these old vellum books at the time, and it's it's a goatskin, and and, mm. and, and they, okay, yeah, the I do know what it is. Early bindings yeah. that were done in the fifteenth and sixteenth century and and, okay. and and beyond, and and basically, I there was a demand for them, and I could hardly find them, and when I could, I was having to sell them for two or three hundred dollars each. Wow! But I could have sold all of them I could find, but honestly, I couldn't. It was they were very hard to. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, the inventory is not there. Right. So I went to, I, I sourced a material, and this is the first style we ever did. So I sourced a material in, in uh, Thailand, mm -hmm. and it's a really pretty uh, uh, backed uh, parchment. Mm -hmm. and, and what we did, I went to a book, went to a book binder in, in, a, in, a, in a week's time. She taught me all of the just different ways to do book binding in my stepdad and I, I went, I showed, we, we made the tools like the band nippers and the bone folders and, 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 
and I took them and I started teaching people how to do it at work. And a guy that used to just help me do shipping suddenly was a bookbinder. Oh, and, wow. And, and he's been with the company the entire time, like 17 years now. And he's the operations manager and he teaches everybody how to do all this now. Mm. So it's like, this was the first one we made and it's and the classic white, but I used to really goop it up with a lot of oil and, and, uh, and like a stain and, and to make it look darker and right. make it look more like an old vellum book. To age it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people don't want to no, want people that don't want as age much now. anymore. They want fresh. I like it. So we do it. So, but this is, this, is the, this is the product that I made first and then all of this stuff kind of came out of it. I mean, we work with tons of materials now. But again, driven from the interior designers. First, I was trying to be an antiquarian book dealer and then I sold a bunch of leather books and they're like, do you, can you get this? And I don't like to say no to anything. Right. So I was like, sure. And then, <laughs> and I knew this really good classically trained bookbinder. This is a very rude, I mean, this is, I mean, there's 32 steps in this, but I mean, no, thank God not one person does it. They would get, they would, they would hate it. So you have different people doing different steps. Right. But I started making all kinds of materials and they come from all over the world. Like this is a this is a Thai paper. Um, this one, uh, this one. A lot of these are Nepalese. Uh, some of these are made in America. This is a gold leaf with a, um, with a, like a silver overlay. This is I sourced this from. I, I have a, a wallpaper company that um, I I can spec materials for them and uh, and they can they can make it for me. This one right here, this mottled black. I I. What inspired me to make this was the, you remember the inside of those old lampshades mm -hmm, from like the sixties mm -hmm. and seventies. Yeah. And it also has kind of a tortoise quality to yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty. It, it's a beautiful piece. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and this, I, somebody makes these for me in these gigantic sheets, it would be cost prohibitive for me to make it, but they hand lay the gold leaf and they sponge the, they tortoise the, the uh, mottled black over it. And then they roll it up and send it to me and they they do fantastic work. Um, and this is a, uh, this is a Nepalese paper that I've gilded and, and these are all decorative. So you were, you were wondering kind of earlier before we started, like, what does this mean? What does this all mean? <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I, the Tokyo, like, is it a series? Like, is it this... is part of a series. Okay, so yeah. what I've got is like, it, 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 I just brought one of them cause they're so big, but you've got like, uh, I, People are really into the bright colors, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's like um, somebody asked me to make them something to go with their Asuline books. And uh, and you've seen those before. They're like the, they have like a travel collection. It's like 18 books and it's like Mykonos and the Hamptons and blah, right, blah, blah, blah. Right. Blah. I think and they sell those at B.D. Jeffries. They sell them everywhere. Yeah. Like they had to. I know that they almost had to stop taking on accounts because too many people carry them. <laughs> But it's a fantastic line. And um, that, so this this will kind of go with, they're larger, so you can stagger stack them. So I've got these in like 15 different colors, and you've got Tokyo, Berlin, London. Uh, I think I need Berlin. You, it's like yeah, we're up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. like hello, hello. Du bist ein Berliner. Yeah, ich bin ein Berliner. And that, you're not, Berliner is like a donut. Du bist so, Berliner. Du yeah, bist Berliner, yeah. yeah. He's, he did say, I'm a jelly donut. Yeah, I'm a jelly donut. Yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Du bist Berliner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think... I was just thinking if, okay, so you do these series and everything, but if I, you know, 
Melanie Turner, Suzanne Kassler, Sarah Pearson comes to you and says, I'm wallpapering this whole room and I've got bookshelves in it. Can you take this wallpaper and put it all over the books too? So it's just monochromatic of, can, can you do custom jobs? All the time. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. I, mean, I have, I have, uh, I have a number of customers that either make their own wallpaper and we bind the books in them mm -hmm. or their own designs and we mm -hmm. bind the books in them. Caitlin Wilson, who's now out of Texas, like she has probably 25 designs that are exclusive to her and we make them for her. She sells them off of her website. She's got orders going out like every day. Mm. I mean, she kills it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I What work, about Kelly Worsler? Um, I haven't gotten a hold of her yet. I, I would think like she would love to do you that because she does these beautiful think. papers and it would be so cool. Just, I love it when designers, you know, do these repeats and patterns and, you know, there's all this different dimensions of, of the same thing going on. So it, it makes a lot of sense to me. That yeah, I, whoever's running her Instagram account, we, we crush on each other back and <laughs> forth. I don't think it's her. Right. So, it's but, probably not her. It's probably her. not her, but, yeah, because, but, but whoever it is, <laughs> we crush on each other and, and it's, but nothing's ever happened. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well, it will, I'm sure. What great, you know, I, I think everything always happens in due time. Yeah. And so, um, but I do think that would be a good collaboration. If you're listening, Kelly, <laughs> yeah. give me a call. Yeah, give him a call. <laughs> and so, um, is there anything coming up that you're working on that people will? And well, do people? How I know you are at the Mart and you do different shows, but do you sell things direct online as well? Um, I mean, our our website is priced at retail, but it's not. Um, we don't advertise our website. Website. We don't drive. We don't try to drive business there. We have a few retail orders go out a month or a mm -hmm. week, but mm -hmm. it's mostly in areas that we re we can reach people that don't have retailers in their area. Mm -hmm. I reached um, Neiman's at one time, and mm -hmm. we were uh, in Horchow, and uh, that was um, that was a good experience. But I um, I haven't really caught their eye lately. Um, a lot of the most most of the retailers that I've been the, the big stores like that that I've worked with have been buying them for display, like Ralph Lauren and, and the Gap, Banana Republic, which is owned by the Gap. Uh, they, they use a lot so of So you're in Ralph display. Lauren stores and like... Display only. Display only. I, I mean, they used to buy a, a 500 leather books at a time, and they do that every quarter or something. It was, it was crazy for a while, oh, but wow. they changed creative directors and they went another direction. But he's constantly kind of cultivating... That old money inherited look is, and that is really what you were doing when I met you mm -hmm. pretty exclusively. And now you've gotten into more like pop colors and new and, you know, that, that look. But I love how Ralph Lauren does that. You know, he just has, has, you walk into his stores and like you're transported. Yeah. Um, so you're doing this now. You are. Is there anything you want to tell the audience about um, that you're coming up with or that you're working on? Well, I mean, it's it, a lot of the. Um, we've been moving in. We these these three guys on the bottom. They're um, the large format. So it, 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 I do these pops of color. But if you were in my, you came into my showroom in in, in High Point or or uh, Vegas or Atlanta. Uh, you would see most of it as neutrals. Mm. And, um, and and I, I'm just, what I do every show or every time I come out with new things is I I, I just try to build on my strengths. So, and my, our, my strengths are um, kind of complex, 
but very simple. They're complex finishes or complex uh, designs, but but it's still it, it it kind of reads like it's like it's a little simpler than it is. Like this one, like there's several steps in making this. There are several steps in making this, but it reads like it it reads like a um, you know very accessible kind of a style, mm -hmm. and, and that's and and I like I like textures. I like metallics. Like th this is a. Um, this is actually a this is a softer gold and it's and it's a finish it's not actually a gold leaf like this one has underneath this is a chagrin this material is from is actually comes from um, let me see the chagrin one it comes from India oh that's beautiful yeah it's gorgeous mm. this is uh, I we do and we do fabrics too this is an uh, this is we're about out of this it's an Alexander Henry fabric which is a, a designer out of the UK mm-hmm uh, so we do it a lot in fabrics and it's, and it just, the texture, the texture is wonderful. I, I love kind of tactile things and, and that's kind of where I, um, where I like to be. And I also like to mix materials. Um, these guys are cool. They're, um, Oh, like so, Hendrix is on there. Uh, so this is, these, Oh, the, Biggie Smalls. They're, um, and who's she? <laughs> who is she? It's probably Audrey. Oh, it's David Bowie. Oh, him. So it's um these are these are actually uh, stencils and and then I gilded them and Love they're it. and they're on a um, they're on a 19th century sheet. Okay, I need to order. My sister yeah. <laughs> lives in Brooklyn, and they have this wallpaper in their powder room that is looks like twall, but it's got Biggie on there and it's got the Hasidics and the Brooklyn Bridge. It's hilarious. Oh my god, that's great. And. Uh, we should get you some of that wallpaper. It's hilarious. But yeah, this, these are great. And they're whimsical. You yeah. know, there are things you can also do in children's rooms and all kinds of just yeah, kind of I mean, creating the vibe. If, you, if you're just looking at it, this is what I, this is kind of what I was talking about before. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. But if you just look at it, you'd kind of, it's not in your face. And then you get up on it and it's like, wow, <laughs> that's really cool. You know? Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. And it's, I mean, it, there's, it, it's very simple, but I mean, it's, there's still a lot going on. And, and what I like about using these old pages is like, only only I'm going to think about this, but if you you, you read this thing and it's like, it, it'll it'll see these things, it'll have these sayings underneath it, you'll never know. It's like the under, um, for some reason, under Hendrix, it says his general ignorance and feebleness. Just love anything about him, and uh, under Bowie it says ordinary criminals. It, it just you never know what's going to turn up right underneath the the artist. It's just like it's it's really funny. I've got like thirty of these. There's everything from the Mona Lisa to Biggie Smalls. You know that's like. And oh. so, are you like lying in your bed at night, and you're like, oh, I'm going to try this? I don't know. The way that this came to came to pass is I was trying to do like a. Um, I was doing like a family kind of like silhouettes because I, I, I like it, I really like these silhouettes. So, and so I did like a dad and a mom and a, and, and a boy and a girl and a dog and a cat. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like the sticker on the, the car, the mom, <laughs> the mom minivan with like, but mom. They're, yeah. <laughs> like, cool. But if you know what, this would be a, kick-ass version of that because i hate those yeah things. i hate that when my daughter wanted that when my daughter wanted those i was like i Hell was like no. well i said no and but then i was like 
she wanted something. Right. So I found the Star Wars family, which is like, <laughs> you know, Darth Vader, Princess <laughs> Leia, Luke Skywalker. And yeah. then I've got the, whatever those marching things are for the dog. And, and, and it's like, and, and I, but I, that's the one I really wanted. So I gave her a choice. I said, really don't want to do the stick figures, Edie, but I've got two other options. So I showed her that. And I showed her this zombie family, which has like a <laughs> like a UFO shooting them. So I knew which one she was going to pick. But to do the family with something artistic, with all these different characters emulating the mom and the dad and like just kind of putting in in your in your world, in your home, things that bring joy and sort of spark. <laughs> spark some interest to your yeah, to your so. family structure i mean i think you probably have a good idea how you tied that together but i'm not quite sure what you well how i'm tying it together also is that you and i met and we became friends yeah. and we were both going through the change of our family structure mm -hmm. together yeah. and trying to make sense of of you know how are we just cutting up the sticker on the back of the car right, right. of our life but yet still it all yeah. works out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It all works out. So, but, um, you know, I love your business. I think I wanted to have you on because, you know, there's so much to, to making a home pretty. And you like style the way I like style. Mm -hmm. You like clothes. I remember when we went out, you're like, oh, you've got the Lan Van sneakers or uh -huh. the Lan Van bag. And I was like, what? How? What straight man knows about Lan Van? I mean, most American girls don't even know Lan Van, let alone dudes. But, um, you know, what makes the home pretty is like dressing. It's, mm -hmm. it's the decorative pieces that bring it all together and create personality because right. anybody can have a sofa and chairs and table but you know it's the art and you you are your art the art on the bookshelves essentially right. so i love your product and um i think you're doing something super cool and uh yeah thank, it was thank it was a very much an honor to, to be your 33rd choice <laughs> to be on here <laughs> but but to i'm just what going down my list to of, what you're to your to what you're saying just a moment ago like when i, I was exposed to a lot of very interesting characters in, in early in life like when i first started in the industry it's like some of the designers that were, that were doing collaborations with the companies that i worked with were mario Buada and jay specter and louis nicole and lillian august and um raymond waits and all of those i mean the, like the um the common denominator was what you're saying, like your home, it's like you, you design the, like, you know, how people spend time, all this time figuring out what kind of makeup and clothing looks good on them because of the way that they're, the, whatever their hair color, or what shade they are, mm -hmm. you know, you, the, a, a, a home that really feels wonderful to someone is a home that we feel like we look good in, you know, like you're, your surroundings are something that are a gonna, reflection of who you well, are. It's a reflection, but it's also a compliment. It's a compliment to who you are. Mm. And, and if you can, if you can have that, it, I, it, it's like it's the successful interior designers that I used to hear from, hear, hear them speak. It's like they're, um, they're making that home around their client, not just their personality, but also, you know, their general aesthetic like how they present themselves. Well, and, you know, Suzanne Kassler's uh, somebody that I really love, Melanie Turner, Beth Webb. And I remember Suzanne saying to me once, 
we really change people's lives in the spaces that we create. And um, Melanie Turner talks a lot about how a house lives. Um, and she's a great talent as well. But for me, interiors are really a reflection of me. And, and how, how I feel in my home is essential. And I'm one of these people who, like, wants it ready for the El Decor shoot. Like, I, I'm super clean, and I like things really looking a pretty mm-hmm. certain way. And your books are an important part of that. Um, I think I think most people who have traveled and been to beautiful countries and been exposed to beautiful things really are looking for that and having that collected look that represents, oh, in this corner, you know, we bought this in Italy or we were in Morocco and we got this. And, um, you know, I think it, it's like it's us artistic people. We're sort of like setting the story of our life. Right. So, um, well, what is your next show? Um, well, the next trade show coming up is is High Point. It's I get up there on the nineteenth. It starts April soft 19th. opening is the fr- fr- yeah soft <laughs> opening is the Friday after that. I'm really frantically getting new pieces together for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I think I told you I'm really focusing on some of the larger scale pieces to to, to have new designs on those. There, they're really popular. And um, and then I'm gonna do some more kind of neutral tonal mixes, collections like that. And um, you know, it's it it it's a great show for me, the High Point Market. I've never been to High Point, yeah. but I'm not an interior designer. But one of these days, I'll tag along. And are you still doing Scott's Antique Market? I you know what? It's sad to say, but I haven't done it very much lately. Um, I was down to like three shows a year, and now this year it's looking like two. Mm. Um, but I, I'll, I'll probably be back in May. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I they, those that customer buys a very specific thing from me, mm-hmm. and I just uh, I I just got have I have a container coming over from Europe right now that I went over and got some books for, and it's uh, it's coming over, and I'll have more for that customer. I'll be, probably be back there for the May show. Okay, well, let me know when you're going to do it, and I'll come by. I haven't been to Scott's in a while because. I'm at the stage of my life. I'm like, I cannot buy any more tabletop. Like, it's gross. Like, yeah. every time I love it and I love, but some of my most favorite things are from Scott's Antique Market. And I love that show. So I'll, I'll have to get back there. Well, thank you so much for coming. I think this will be an interesting little insight for people who don't know about you and aren't in the world of interior design. All right. So thank you. Thanks. My pleasure. So I'm super psyched about my sponsor for the podcast. She's a great friend of mine and also a previous guest. Her name is Lisa Stein. Her work is stunning. We all layer it and wear it all the time. It's great jewelry to wear day to night. I barely go a day without it, and I think you would too once you start collecting it. She's been so nice to give all of my listeners a discount. When you go to LASTein.com, you put in Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, 15, and you will get a discount. Just put in Sarah, S-A-R-A-H.